to Winter Vista episode 154. Uh, you're here with me, Theo, uh, in purgatory. I am, of course, floating in a fourth dimensional cube cut off from all of my senses. I'm not having a bad time, actually. <laughs> not having a good time. But on the whole, I would say sort of, sort of neutral, right there in the middle. I am, of course, here with Ben, uh, who is continually waiting for a an appointment which is delayed by five minutes every five minutes he's checking his watch uh turns out it is the square root of negative one <laughs> o'clock and getting earlier by the minute how are you ben i uh, look i'm confident i mean the lady who, who keeps telling me there'll just be another five minutes she seems very nice so she I, seems I, very nice sh- shapeless and formless um, and sort of just to determine um, yeah. any of her qualities actually the fact that i have gendered her as female is actually probably wildly sexist yeah uh given that she has no shape or attributes uh, of any kind yeah but just the vibe you got and sort of maybe a 40 50 hertz vibe yeah that's you know one of those the the softer more feminine frequencies so yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like house power (laughs) and of course uh we are here with lucy who is uh trying to Tune in a broken transistor radio uh, so that she can listen to the latest album by Muse. She's been doing this for 40,000 years. <laughs> oh, oh you what a fucking terrible punishment. This is awful. Purgatory well, fucking sucks. It's not really a punishment. There's no pain involved. It's sort is of a, there? Uh, a kind of a kind of a meh. Well, she like might, to it. Uh, accidentally successfully hear the album. That'd be painful. Am I right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, cool. Are they still releasing albums? Muse? You would assume so, <laughs> without checking. <laughs> Probably. Ah, oh, no, we are here in in purgatory, and um, of course, the same things seem to keep occurring over and over again. Uh, we are stuck in a perpetual time loop, and uh, one of those things that is uh, continuing to happen over and over again, with no reason, sort of stretching out into infinity, is Australian. F- public figures making bizarre posts on the internet and then claiming that they're hacked. Well, and you know, for all we know, they could be being hacked. Sure. I mean, the they're AFP not, doesn't but... agree in some circumstances, <laughs> certainly, but they, they could well be. Hmm. You know, this is something that happens a lot. Uh, you, people go online and they'll, they'll, they'll say something and then people will see that something and then they'll go, oh, wait a minute, that was a bad thing to say. Uh, and then people feel regrets about posting that thing and they can go in a number of directions. Yep. They can say, well, I just had five ambient uh, mm-hmm. and then I became extremely racist. Or a, fed, a friend took my phone and they were extremely racist. Mm-hmm. Or the FSB hacked into my phone and they were extremely racist. You know, the list goes yep. on and on and on and on. Uh, but we thought we'd maybe collect some of the greatest hits of that happening. This was spurred on... By an incident this week, incident makes it sound very serious, uh, where comedian and television personality... Uh, radio personality first, I think. I'm not I'm very on familiar what her job is. with her oeuvre. I know she's on the project a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Laurie is her name, not spelt the way that you would think. Certainly uh, not. She... So it's but, the amidst, furthest from the way you could think. But in a way... Uh, the closest to it. It's it's very phonetic. I, I will give her that. That's right. She was on Nova. 106.9 Nova in Brisbane with Michelle, Ash, Kip and Lutzi. 
Oh, they've got to mm. fucking do that, haven't they? Yeah. It's got to be one person whose name is like Tomo or Skippy yeah. or... Mm-hmm. Being on the radio just it poisons your brain. It seems very bad. Mm. Uh, well, so she decided this week to weigh in on one of Australia's numerous unfolding, ongoing blackface controversies. Uh, because, of course, the Chris Lilly's shows got taken off. I don't know, some streaming platforms or whatever, and Little Britain got taken off some other ones, and of course that was, you know, a crippling censorship of a, right. a, a wealth of Because we have to turn everything history. into a, a cultural war in Australia. We can't just uh, deal with the actual issue. We have to just make people mad about their Chris Lilly TV shows. Well, I mean, five million Australians woke up one morning and went to do their their usual ritual, which is firing up season one of Little Britain. Uh, and turns out computer says no <laughs> is what they experienced <laughs> there. Got him. Mm, uh, I mean, yep. they were probably watching it on a TV. So I don't... Well, okay. Um, I guess there's kind of like a computer. Yeah, I can see what, where you What is up, a though. TV if not a kind of computer, really? <laughs> oh, that's so true. I actually think it's the other way around. A computer is a kind of TV. You know and that's I'm... one of those yep. uh, deep software problems we'll never solve. Never. Uh, so the the show's got taken off. The people that usually do their thing where they watch an episode of Jonah from Tonga before they go to work were extremely mad. Uh, and then in some sort of Facebook argument, uh, the official Michelle Laurie Facebook page responds to someone about blackface in a comment that reads as thus. Blackface in American culture has a different context that reaches far further back than it does in Australia. Frankly, and this will be unpopular, but it is true, blackface has no cultural relevance in Australia. The minstrel history of blackface is largely unknown in Australia. There are still gollywog dolls for sale in Australia. Please don't think you understand the nuances of Australian racism (laughs) or that we understand yours. So presumably this was directed at an American... (laughs) The nuances of Australian racism. Yes. That'd Which be a very she long is definitely book. grappling with here, I think. Well, is she or is some anonymous hacker grappling with it there? Uh, because her response to this, uh, because someone, a uh, friend of the show, Kathy Burris, took a screenshot of that, posted to Twitter. That was then shared by also a friend of the show, Nina Oyama. Uh, and then <laughs> Michelle Laurie was under the impression that... Nina Oyama had taken a screenshot of a tweet of hers from 2009, even though this was a comment from her Facebook account that was still up at the time from like two days earlier. Yeah. Uh, This is what she said. Uh, Shout out to this person currently circulating an old tweet from me circa 2009. Mine was in response to a shit fight about blackface on Hey Hey It's Saturday. I was living in Brisbane at the time and responding to my Brisbane audience, furious at Harry Connick's objections. Oh, God. <laughs> Which must have been a fun conversation. Oh, I bet. My Brisbane audience. Uh, was I a bit soft on them? Maybe. <laughs> Do you think anyone else in mainstream media in Brisbane was taking this position or anything like it in 2009? They weren't. It's called context. So, yeah, maybe it seems soft now. Does it take away from my 30 years of anti-racist activism? Um, well, I'm comfortable in saying no, the fuck it does not. So, uh, after... Many people uh, pointed out to her that it was not an old tweet of hers. She posted an update saying, I have a terrible feeling I'm going to owe Nina an apology. Well, actually, someone is going to owe both of us an apology. Maybe. Maybe she'll still think I'm a douche. I don't know, but something weird is going on. 
It looks on Twitter like I tweeted this message very recently, but I deleted Twitter ages what ago. The fuck is- <laughs> it's, it is a Facebook it's, post. Am I missing Facebook something? Post. Good grief. Uh, WTF? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, um, she then went on so, to call. Sorry, there, mm. there is one, one bit in here um, which I wish I could look up, but unfortunately uh, f- it seems like friend of the show um, Twitter's Dara Delicious um, it has been suspended, uh, unfortunately. But before that, she was she got a direct message from uh, an anonymous person um, saying, "Hey, what's uh, why are you going after Michelle for all this stuff? What's she's she hasn't done anything wrong." And and you know she went on to explain that this very weird behaviour from Michelle Laurie, a very public figure, so on and so forth. Um, and it was only like later in the conversation that turns out that this is like her head of media. Um, trying to do like damage control behind the scenes, but not really casting any light on the <laughs> fact that this is a Facebook post that M- Michelle maybe made. Mm. It, like, I do you ever just get into a, a a story and just struggle to grapple with any of the salient points? It seems like. Uh because uh, because that sort of revealed something else, right? Which is, of course, the suggestion that she is not the person running her... That's right. So almost seems like maybe the fault would lie with that social media with manager, media perhaps. Mm. But yeah, so they just slid into the DMs to be like, hey, please don't. By the way, I work for her. Yeah. And then that solved the problem. I also feel like if that if that is the case, that you would need sort of like on your... On your social media sheet, right, for uh, how you tweet or, or make Facebook posts in this case for um, Michelle Laurie, a person that definitely needs a social media team. Um, <laughs> like, you know, you just walk, you work your way down the matrix of, you know, in this in this case, uh, do this, say, say this. This is what Michelle believes and what her brand is, right? When you get to the end of the sheet and there's nothing on there about denying any kind of uh, cultural relevance of blackface in Australia, do you perhaps maybe check with Michelle and say, hey, someone. do you want to give her a call? Should we just wade in on this? You know what? I'm just going to trot out this thing that you said in 2009 instead. Yep. I'm just going to copy mm. and paste that. Uh, but of course, that's that's not the line that they're going with. Uh, the line is not that it was a rogue social media manager. Uh <laughs> so after this, Rochelle, yeah, she called uh, Boris a psychopath, which was fun. Oh my god! Uh, then she says that she's going to get the cops involved, and then someone in the comments has just been like, "Why are you threatening people? Like, I believe what I'm reading." <laughs> and she's just been like, "I've been hacked. I'm freaking out." Uh, and then she deleted her Facebook page. It's your classic. It's, yeah, it's just a lot of hackers in Australia. Perfectly normal sequence. And of course, uh, you know, this thing does happen all the time. Uh, this is. Arguably, to my mind, the most famous case. Maybe just because I think the words racist chiropractor will pop into my head (laughs) without any sort of prompting. Uh, Uh. This is a story from the Sydney Morning Herald uh, from 2016. A Central Coast chiropractor and former Liberal Party member has narrowly avoided jail for posting racist and offensive messages on the Facebook page of former Senator Nova Paris. Chris Nelson, 64 initially claimed his Facebook profile had been hacked when messages were sent calling Miss Paris a black cunt and telling her to fuck off and go back to the bush and suck on witchetty grubs. Pretty racist. 
It's pretty racist. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, however, last month he pleaded guilty in Woi Woi local court to one count of using a carriage service to offend. On Tuesday, he was given an eight-month <laughs> suspended jail sentence after the court uh, found him uh, heard he had a brain snap. He was also oh, yes. placed on a two-year good behaviour bond. That medical term, brain snap. Uh, police documents <laughs> tendered in court state that Nelson admitted to writing the post when detective visited him at his Woi Woi chiropractor and osteopath centre on May 30th. However, he told police he was not motivated by racism but rather by government policies concerning illegal immigration and welfare payments to persons of Aboriginal heritage. Uh, his uh-huh. lawyer, David Kelly, said Nelson was sorry for what he has done and would send Miss Paris an apology letter. He said Nelson has since been educated in how to use Facebook. He said Nelson thought he was using a private group chat with friends and he couldn't figure out how to delete the posts. Oh. It's incredible. I might uh, believe that part, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like one of those things where your grandma will just yeah. post, Hi, Janine, uh-huh. as a post, yeah, not directed to anyone. Status of garlic bread recipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miss Paris shared Nelson's initial post saying it would be easier to block and delete him, but she wanted to leave it there to continue to show the ugly side of the country. Part of the post said, Stop painting your fucking face with white shit in Parliament, and other than being a runner, you are nothing. Uh, in another post, sorry, this is content warning for the next part because this is really quite awful. Uh, oh, I'm so, so sorry, not. I am not sorry for what has happened in the past. If it wasn't for the non-existent stolen generation, you would have probably been raped by your father or another male relative or worse still, been killed. So as I've said before, fuck off you black cunt. We don't need or want you. Cool stuff. Uh, in an interview with a Central Coast Express advocate just before police visited him in May, he denied making the posts. I was clearly hacked. I am the victim of a really horrible and extremely vicious hacking, he told mm-hmm. the paper. I've had so many threats, like, die, you cunt. Police mm-hmm. have been alerted about this, and I've got my business alarmed, he said. I'm definitely not a racist. I've got friends who are Aboriginal and family yeah, who are Aboriginal. Oh, don't they always? Yeah, don't they always? just doesn't really ring true. When you look no. at any of the other words. I just love when people are like, I'm not a racist. I was just motivated by all these racist views that I have. <laughs> yeah, all of the things that I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a brain snap and I went and said all of the things that are, you know, my underlying beliefs I mean, in like, a public place. So he's in jail, they, right? Uh, Did you say he went to jail? avoided jail. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird to imagine that. What if he's not lying? Like, what if he does have indigenous friends and family, and they're just like, "Hey, um, hey, saw all your posts. Mm. Those those posts that were in the news. Yeah, what the fuck? Pretty weird. It's Has pretty... anyone in Australia ever gone to jail for posting? Uh, mm. I'm pretty. I don't know. So the you can be the thing that we get people things. under. Is that using a carriage service to offend? Which sounds like you're hanging your dick out of the side of an old timey like, <laughs> horse and carriage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, it does. It sounds a lot like that, actually. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever gone to jail for it, though. Although, I guess the fact that they said narrowly avoided a jail sentence means you can get a jail sentence as a result I of it. I think it is possible, but it, it'd have to be pretty severe and probably direct threats. Oh, there's also... Using a carriage service to menace? Menace, harass, or intimidate. That's the one. Uh, Penalties are intensive corrections order, suspended sentence, community service order, community corrections order, or a fine. Uh, 
I don't know what any of that means. I don't know anything about law. I don't know why I even pretended like I would. <laughs> oh, there you go. A New South Wales right-wing extremist uh, pled guilty and was jailed over using a uh, carriage service to menace, harass, or offend uh, over comments over Jacinda Ardern and mosque threats. Oh. Yeah, right. So there you go. Uh, we've got a bunch more here, and nearly all of them are exactly the same. Uh, in Not in content, but in substance. So back in 2017, this is an article from the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, Parliament could force an investigation into an incident that saw Defence Industry Minister Christopher Pines, Christopher Pines' Twitter account interact with an explicit pornographic video. <laughs> a mishap the senior Turnbull government figure has blamed on hackers. <laughs> this is, I have to say, this is my favourite variation on the theme. This is how they got Ted Cruz liking <laughs> a big so old porno. Of the one that kind of looked like his wife. <laughs> uh, Australian Conservative Senator Cory Bernardi and Opposition Leader Bill Shorten have expressed concern about the implications of any breach for national security, given the highly sensitive nature of Mr. Fine's ministerial portfolio. So I love this, because this is clearly insincere on their part, right? Yes. Like, No, I, I truly believe that Cory Bernardi believes there should be a criminal investigation into anybody liking porn. That is true. Oh, for sure. But it's just such a fun way to bully someone who's clearly using a like a terrible excuse of just them being like, oh, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, it couldn't have been me. It must have been, must have definitely been a hack. And the people yeah. are like, yes, absolutely, it's I've a hack. And that's why horny. we'll just fucking investigate the shit out of this. Well, see, the problem is if if anybody, because this this sort of falls on both sides of the uh, political fence in Australia, right? With with the AOP and 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 the Liberal Party, and if if they have to challenge the sort of um, the kind of veil of lies that you can use the uh, I've been hacked excuse whenever something goes wrong on your Twitter account, well, then nobody's got that excuse. So they all have to pretend like it's a valid excuse and look into it very seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could happen to any of us at yep. any time. It happens to all of them so, so frequently. And what they need to do is be using a better excuse, like when Kurt Eichenwald said that he looked up tentacle porn to prove <laughs> yes. to his <laughs> wife that it was real. <laughs> Hey kids, come check out this <laughs> fucked up cartoon porn. You're gonna love it. It's much more believable. Uh, it it puts them in this position where they also have to try to find line between being like, yes, it's very serious, but it's not too serious. <laughs> so uh, the article continues. There were also attempts to breach the defence industry minister's Facebook account on Wednesday. A spokesman, a spokesman said, denying that the disturbance raised broader concerns. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Pine's account liked a raunchy video from account Triple X Porn Gay in the early hours of Thursday morning as people across the country were celebrating the results of the same-sex marriage postal survey. I was hacked overnight. I was sleeping at 2am. Someone tried to hack my social media yesterday. Maybe they are making mischief over the plebiscite, Mr. Pine tweeted later in the morning. Maybe. Maybe they maybe were they making were. mischief in this case. Uh, well, the exact same thing happened to Environment Minister Greg Hunt, which, as every time we say his name, we have to remind people that this is not rhyming slang for cunt. It's a real man's name. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> it, it is can also be. Not. Guys are fucking real Greg Hunt. <laughs> uh, this is a story from the SBS in May 2018. Hackers were not behind liking a pornographic tweet from the account of a federal government minister. Uh, hackers were not responsible for the Twitter account of a senior federal government minister liking, they always put that in quotation marks, an X-rated porn tweet, a federal police investigation has confirmed. Hmm. 
Health Minister Greg Hunt asked the Australian Federal Police to investigate a believed hacking of his Twitter account December last year after being caught up in the embarrassing online episode. The account was not hacked in a criminal sense, AFP Commissioner Andrew Colvin told a Senate estimates hearing in Canberra on Wednesday. Mr Colvin said the AFP approached Twitter for information before coming to the conclusion no crime had been committed. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I've just seen the tweet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So the, the tweeting question uh, is from the account uh, BBWCumPumper69. That is both the display name and the at of the account. Uh The tweet itself is, full on tie here, which facial queen do you jack off more to? Help me decide. The options are at Real Miss Banana and at uh, Mariah Leone. Maria Leone? Hard to say. Uh, BBW Cub Pumper 69, pretty funny on its own. What's even funnier to me is that when Yahoo News wrote about it, whoever wrote the article for some reason, wrote it down as BBW Cum Plumber 69. <laughs> 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 I call the Cum Plumber. <laughs> oh your, no, your I need the Cum get Plumber. get really blocked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, it's a, the same thing, not with porn, happened to Joe Hockey. Uh, in 2017, he liked a tweet criticizing the Prime Minister. Uh, and immediately he did the same thing where he said, ah, I've been hacked, the AFP's looking into it now. It just seems like, I mean, what would this be? Is it just like some a group of like 4chan adjacent people or whatever that are like breaking into Twitter accounts? Yeah. Not you know, tweeting anything. Just, really just liking some porn. It's just liking some porn. It's very strange. I don't really understand what this would be other than like, your staffers don't realise they're on the wrong Twitter account. 100%. Most likely. Or you don't realise. Which is realize. an easy thing to do. I mean, like, as a minister, you're, you've gotten to be a minister by being a completely soulless kind of dipshit. So mm-hmm. just firing a staffer is the easiest thing in the world. But then I guess they would probably have to get to the point of actually proving that that staffer did it as well. So easier to say you got hacked. Yeah, it also would be admitting that, like, just accidentally liking stuff is a thing as well, that maybe that's opening it up to being like, well, who? That's a real thing. You can accidentally like a tweet. It's, I don't know why it'd pop up in your feed at this point. Well, people have, people go exploring the likes tab in in Twitter for some uh, tasty little morsels. I think it? almost... Especially from BBW Pumper 69 I'm pretty sure all of these have been discovered thanks to a, uh, a Twitter account from friend of the show... Josh Bird from the band Velociraptor. Uh, he made a bot that just like watches the likes of federal politicians, maybe even some state politicians, and then just says what they've done and shared the tweet. Uh, and it was just from people sort of watching those and being like, "Oh, so good." <laughs> BBW cum pumper sixty nine. <laughs> so you know, to to offset this list of people claiming they've been hacked when they almost definitely weren't. Uh, there was an incident where someone actually was, sort of. So, I don't know if you guys remember the 2016 census when the website was up for like two hours and then crashed and no one could actually do it. Sure do. Uh, so, that was a whole thing where the initial line was the like head of the ABS, the chief statistician, I believe, is his extremely dope title, Yeah. Uh, came out and was like, Kingdom. ah, fuck, we were hacked. And then everyone's like, oh, yes, you are hacked because of the overwhelming demand of people just using your service. 
But then uh, the government came out and said, no, there was no hack. There was no attack. Don't worry. Nothing was compromised. But what they were doing was sort of trying to tread a very fine line between saying the data wasn't touched. It wasn't like a hack in that sense. But also it went down because of a denial of service attack from a foreign actor. So it was attacked, but it was not hacked is what they were going with. It was all very weird. So now you talk to people, like, what do you guys remember about this? Like, if I say, what happened with the 2016 census? I remember, that's when I learned what a DDoS attack was. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just remembered that there was, that they just hadn't scoped it out properly, and the service kind of collapsed under its own weight. Well, see, that's what I had also... Uh, been led to believe about it. And looking back at it, it still seems like the official line is that it was a denial of service attack. But why? Uh, why would anyone do that? No, it's because <laughs> they know how important the census is to Australians. Yeah, that's right. We fucking love the census. Uh, but so back then, uh, he's now the Deputy Prime Minister. I don't know what he was at the time, but Michael McCormack was coming out and saying that it was definitely not an attack. It was definitely not an attack. And at the same time that he did that, uh, someone had apparently logged into the fucking WordPress or whatever for his website. <laughs> and then in between the body content of the website <laughs> and the footer of the website, in all lowercase, it simply inserted the words gay sex. <laughs> which is the single best cybercrime of all time. That's pretty good. That's your traditional hack. Back when the word hack meant that your friend just logged into your Facebook and said, I'm gay. Yeah. I, I love dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you have been hacked by the master. So good. Oh. Uh, speaking of random attacks, <laughs> it's uh, time for a little segment we like to call Nature Corner. And this is where I would play the theme if I had the capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stall for a little bit longer, because if the gap is as long as the thing is, I don't have to fuck around with splicing the tracks. Huh. And uh, that's probably enough time. Hmm. Theo, do you want to walk us through this one? Absolutely. I'd love nothing more than to take you through the story... Uh, alcoholic killer monkey leaves one man dead and 250 injured after going on rampage when his booze supply dried up. Uh, and this is from uh, Hellsite, populated by criminals, uh, the Daily Mail Australia. So if anything in it sucks, it's their fault. Yes, absolutely. We take uh, no responsibility for that. Yep. Um, now, they do do the dot points at the top of the article, Uh so that you don't have to read more than one sentence at a time, uh, which is, I think, helpful for the Daily Mail readers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here's some of those. Uh, The monkey was formerly the pet of an occultist who fed him hard (laughs) liquor in India. I'm sorry, what? Uh, Sorry, one more time. Uh, The monkey was formerly the pet of an occultist who fed him hard liquor in India. Ah, this explains so much. Mm -hmm. But when his owner died... The booze-dependent imp went on the rampage. <laughs> okay. Now, was this a misspelling of of chimp or... No, I believe they, they're picturing him as a small, uh, devilish-featured uh, creature. <laughs> a little ghoul. Yep. Little, horrible little pitchfork. <laughs> horrible little Stinky imp. little butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, this is, uh, I think, where we uh, get into... Uh, the territory where I, I start to think that this monkey's no good. Uh, named Kalua, 
He targeted women and girls in particular with his vicious fangs. Oh so now you're gosh. saying you think that's no good because you really don't like Kalua, the alcoholic beverage. Terrible beverage. Mm, it's not Bad good. name for a monkey. Um, and he is now being captured and will spend the rest of his days in a cage at the zoo. In bad monkey jail. That's what zoos should be. They should be prisons for bad animals. <laughs> and the good animals are allowed to roam free. Exactly. That and who should decide who the good ones are and who the bad ones are, huh? The mm-hmm. monkey cops. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, now a pro monkey cop podcast. <laughs> um, so this monkey's no good, and I am um. I'm just going to put forward the opinion that this is probably the the world's first um, men going their own way monkey. <laughs> wow. Let's read on to find why. Um, so, yeah, so alcoholic killer monkey left one man dead, 250 injured, which is a, a gigantic. That's number. insane. That no so one could large. stop him until he hurt 250 people. 250 <laughs> people bitten by this mischievous imp. Uh, when his uh, booze supply dried up in India, the inebriated imp, they've gone back to that again, known as Kalua, was formerly the pet of an occultist who fed him hard liquor at his home in Mizapur uh, in Uttar Pradesh. But after his owner died, the bereft animals stopped getting his supply of spirits and began prowling the streets in a furious rage. Um... This part's no good. Uh, the Sibian targeted oh. women and girls in particular with dozens of children left needing plastic surgery after he ripped open their faces with his fangs. Oh, it's my not God. particularly this funny, is, that part. No, this is not a good monkey. I don't like this guy. This guy's um, a fucking bitch. He's, he's since been, been caught. Um, the six-year-old monkey was eventually captured and hauled into Kanpur Zoo, where zoologists discovered that he was not only an alcoholic, but he refused to eat vegetables. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they found Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> um, scientists believe that the occultist must have also fed the monkey meat, another possible cause for his indefatigable an- anger. Uh, it was also noted that the monkey had a propensity for attacking female zookeepers and would also attack other monkeys if put in the same cage. Jesus. Uh, is therefore being decided, and then big, big hammer coming down, that Kalua will remain locked in a cage at the zoo for the rest of his days. Um, it's the latest in a litany of shocking stories about monkeys to emerge from the subcontinent. If I the- saw that yep. sentence in something from, like, the 18th <laughs> century, <laughs> I would be like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh. Among the charges levelled at the marauding species. <laughs> I feel like this monkey probably deserves the death penalty. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> there are certain crimes that are too too hideous for a monkey <coughs> to be allowed to commit. Whereas I, I believe that he should just be put on a ship uh, and sent to the colonies. Mm-hmm. I reckon uh, put him on one of those like Anders Breivik-style prison islands where he can do woodworking and... Yeah, uh, learn how to paint and stuff, and maybe yeah. it'll come good. Mm-hmm. Can rehabilitate this, this very sexist monkey. <laughs> uh, so, among the charges leveled at the marauding species: robbery, kidnapping, and murder. Uh, at the end of last month, an Indian health uh, an Indian health worker was mobbed by a pack of the primates who stole coronavirus blood <gasps> samples, sparking fears that they would spread the disease. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> 
We got to do something about these monkeys. <laughs> They're out of control. Problem. Uh, after making off with the three samples in Mirat, near New Delhi, the monkeys scampered up nearby trees, and then one tried to chew its plunder. Uh, the sample boxes were later recovered and had not been damaged. Uh, Mirat Medical College Superintendent Diraj Raj told AFP on Friday after footage of the encounter went viral on social media. Hmm. Monkeys are fucking terrifying. No, they're they're no good. They're no good animals. I don't trust them. Even when I see them at the zoo, I just get a bad vibe. You know, <laughs> I'm like I don't trust this guy. What does he want from me? Um, we went and saw the the monkeys when we went to Japan, like the snow monkeys, mm. and all they do all day is sit in this hot spring and just have diarrhea into it <laughs> <laughs> for like eighteen hours a day. <laughs> Oh my god. The goodness. dream, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and like you're not allowed to get within like thirty meters of them because everyone's no no no. They're no good monkey. Uh, that monkey's gonna hurt you. It's not a lot of good monkeys. Very dirty too. I went to this uh this uh it's like a temple to Hanuman uh, in India, like the uh, like a monkey shrine type deal that had there's like they know for a fact that there are like a handful of specific monkey families there that have been there for like 400 years and they definitely own the place. It's like fucking terrifying. Like you've got to go up this extremely long, narrow winding path where the whole thing is just lined by monkeys that is waiting for you to not look at them so that they could steal your shit. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, And it was great. We didn't get like a couple of times you turn around and realize they were trying to sneak up on you. But otherwise, we weren't really fucked with. But there was this other, like, uh, white tourist sort of near us who was just, like, looking at her phone or whatever and had a monkey jump onto her backpack and try to open it up. It was amazing. There's just, like, 50 Indian dudes sitting around just laughing at her. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and uh, they were right to laugh at her. It was funny. I don't like them. Don't I think... Them. I. You know, I think the way we've got society set up leaves us to have an adversarial relationship with them. If we also gave them, like, jobs and cars and stuff, I think we could see eye to eye with each other. So you're saying yeah, we should of. give them jobs? I'm you saying... like nature's clowns, except if you went to Cirque du Soleil and you got bitten directly on the face and hands. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Cirque du Soleil and I can't rule out that that is what happens there. <laughs> well, they are French. <laughs> are they or is it just the name French? I never really looked into that. At least the clowns are French. I can only assume so. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to smoothly transition into yeah, this. Sh- shall uh, we go to? We just start with the headline <laughs> that you've that you've crafted for this story, Ben. We can kind of go from there, I, I guess. Well, I mean, that headline was not actually meant to be written aloud, and there's no reason for us to do that. No, uh, but I mean, we can still cover it. It, well, seems, um, it seems a shame to throw it out. No, I think I it's, would say. Uh, I think if you see a bit of text where I put a question mark in brackets after it, we could probably ignore it, and that's fine. Oh, see, I thought the question mark kind of alluded to your inquisitive nature mm. about the story. Don't and that do story's name is... The yep. crime, if you can't do the lime. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, people will find that makes a lot of sense. So this is a story from the ABC. Uh, the ACCC finds e-scooter giant Lime failed to disclose safety concerns to riders. Uh, it reads, there are growing calls for an overhaul of e-scooter laws after Australia's consumer watchdog found Lime failed to disclose safety issues it was aware of to riders. Pedestrian Council of Australia Chairman Harold Scrooby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful name. 
<laughs> I wonder if he refers to all food he eats as screwy stacks, because I'm sure <laughs> Uh, Harold Scrooby is leading the push for reforms and argued governments needed to stop pretending e-scooters are safe. He said he wanted to see scooters banned from footpaths and mandatory insurance policies implemented for riders. If you were hit by one of those scooters, the medical bills will come out of your own pocket, Mr. Scrooby said. Sort of. I mean, we're in Australia, so I don't know. Uh, you're better, be, better off being hit by a car. Oh, I understand now. Right, he's talking specifically about how... Uh, having compulsory third-party insurance means oh. that you will be covered. Not that physically you would be better off being hit by a car. Yeah, which completely untrue. All right, that makes sense. Uh, up until this point, uh, for the last week, I've thought, man, this guy's a fucking idiot. Do uh, you guys remember like that that three-month period after Lime Scooters or whatever the scooter brand is in your local city uh, got introduced before they all were all thrown into the Brisbane River and... It was impossible to know peace. Every every day, walking down the streets of Brisbane, just surrounded by the sonic booms of these fucking scooters, like breaking the speed of sound. I didn't on either know they side had these you. in Australia. Well, Fuck, we, they are. Brisbane was the test market, so we got them first. I think we were one of the first cities in the world to get them. Yeah, and real, I think bad planning putting them in the city with the world's dirtiest river going through it first. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember one thing I saw when I was working pedestrian was that there are a bunch of people in, I think this was around like the Bay Area in the US, where they would just take these grappling hooks down to fucking whatever body of water, the Bay, I guess. Going trawling for scooters. 100%. They would like, because they'd come up as like their last position would be near the water or whatever. So they would just throw these grappling hooks out and be like, oh, I got one. (laughs) And then take it back. Yeah. yeah, absolutely fucking baffling. So yeah, it was it was madness here for a while, which I've got some some figures to back that up in a second. Uh, Mr. Scro- Scrooby said he believed riders should have licenses and e-scooters should be registered vehicles. These scooters have the same power as a motorcycle, yet anyone can ride one with no safety training whatsoever. There should be strict disclaimers to make consumers aware of the dangers of the vehicle they are, are they are about to operate. The ACCC said Lime told riders its Generation 2 e-scooters were safe to ride, despite knowing of at least 50 incidents where riders were injured. Which seems like too low, to be perfectly honest, because um, at my last job, the uh, one, of, one of our interns came in twice, two different times, having come off a Lime scooter while completely shit-faced, <laughs> missing 90% of the skin from his body, just looking like the guys from Chernobyl. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Um, so if he's able to do it twice, I assume there's more than 25 riders of Lime scooters in Brisbane. I, uh, I saw one story about someone getting pulled over in Brisbane, uh, when they're on an e-scooter and they blew (laughs) 0.157, which is, uh, not good. Not great. Um, in some instances, the scooters would apply excessive brake force or the front wheel would lock, causing serious injuries such as broken bones, damaged teeth, cuts, and abrasions. Uh, the ACCC Commissioner Sarah Court said Lyme failed to comply with mandatory injury, injury reporting requirements on at least 50 occasions where riders were harmed. Businesses must disclose known issues so that consumers can take extra precautions if they still choose to use the products, Mrs. Court said. If a person has suffered a serious injury, illness or death associated with using their product either in or outside Australia, they must report it under the provisions of Australian consumer law. 
The HLC said Lyme had acknowledged it contravened the Australian Consumer Law and admitted to breaching the reporting obligations for the serious injuries. Lime scooters were pulled from Australian streets in March due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but the company said it would only supply the latest models of its e-scooter range that had addressed safety issues and defects if it were to return to the market. It said its newer Generation 3 model was equipped with both an electronic brake on the rear wheel as well as a mechanical drum brake on the front wheel. Uh, so, like, a lot of these, whenever you talk to people about it, they're like, oh, you know, it's not their fault if... People get drunk, get on a scooter and hurt themselves or whatever, which I don't I know guess. if I necessarily agree with. I don't with, know but about like, that one. Here is an example of how the Generation 2 scooters fucked people up. So this is from 2019. Uh, this is a, a story in the New Zealand Herald. Auckland man breaks jaw after Lime scooter locks up, throwing him over handlebars. <gasps> An Auckland man is suffering from a broken jaw and a range of cuts and grazes after his Lime scooter locked up mid-ride, throwing him over the handlebars. Liam Thompson, 27, went over the handlebars of a Lime scooter he was riding on Friday evening on his way home from his local supermarket in Sunny Nook on the North Shore. Uh, Thompson was en route home with supplies for his son's first birthday party on Saturday. He was midway down the hill when the wheels on his scooter locked... I was in the middle of the path and it was clear there were no bumps or anything. The wheels just stopped and locked in place and I got thrown off the front of the scooter. Thompson said he landed on his jaw before sliding across the concrete, grazing his chest as he did so. I don't like that. It was pretty bad. The most pain I've felt in a while. Wow. Uh, Thompson, who was a frequent Lime user, said he lay for a while (laughs) and shouted for help. He soon realized no one was around, so dragged himself off the ground and ended his journey on the lime. Oh, Understandably, my he gave the ride a one-star rating. <laughs> he then hobbled to his home in Totara Vale, around one kilometer away. Uh, Thompson oh. was eventually transferred to Middlemore Hospital as doctors were initially unsure whether he would need surgery on his jaw. They gave me morphine in hospital and I had 15 different x-rays on my face and a CT scan, he said. Thompson said the doctors initially thought his neck was broken, hence the extensive x-rays. Fortunately, this wasn't the case. However, both sides of his jaw were broken. He had multiple cuts and grazes and a broken tooth. Uh, I don't like that. It wasn't an outlier either. Like, this shit happened all the fucking time. Uh, The ABC records that in the first two months that Lime Scooters were in Brisbane, 120 people were taken to hospital uh, with scooter-related injuries. Jesus. Uh... And, like, it was worse abroad as well. So this is a story from the AFR from 2019. Uh, In the US, there have been at least 11 electric scooter rider deaths since the beginning of last year. In August, Atlanta banned e-scooter use between 9pm and 4am after four deaths in a few months. In New Zealand, 23-year-old Tobin John Hunt died in September after an e-scooter accident that's been referred to the coroner. The first Australian e-scooter fatality occurred in May when a man in his 50s crashed downstairs on Brisbane's South Bank in the dark, suffering severe head injuries and a heart attack. The Pedestrian Council called for e-scooters to be banned after the death, and the Queensland Government will review the scooter's top speed after a coroner's report. So, there's a lot about this that I don't enjoy. I don't (laughs) enjoy the fact that your recourse, um, when a scooter just, like, locks up and throws you like face first into the ground is to give it a one star rating. <laughs> why, why are you rating this scooter? Why does yeah, it like, work this way? Is it the individual scooter? Like, oh, won't ride that one. That one's got a one star rating for uh, breaking oh. jaws. <laughs> it might well be, actually. I wonder, because there's no other point to having a rating on there. It's not like you're rating a driver or anything. And it's probably related to... that. That's probably like a... 
like a negative feedback loop they've put in relating to the fact that they don't really have um, the budget in this for like a maintenance program for a lot of these things. Um, to my understanding, the they get kind of taken back to logical places by sort of like Uber style pickup yes. drivers mm. that can just sign up to go and pick up oh, do you stuff want to know out what of they the call river them? and stuff. Please. Uh, they call them juices. They sure do. I watched a documentary on this the other day. So good. I love just the problems that come with these fucking weird startups that are just completely just unregulated. Galaxy and they just, brain they shit. They just make this happen and then the city's like, you can't do this. You can't just leave scooters everywhere and then they just... We just deal with it. Yeah, well, the well, well there's no now. law against it. And if there is, we haven't read it. <laughs> and we don't intend to. Uh, I mean, this. I think this is really why I put this shit in here. Is This is the crux of it, is that it's so emblematic of all these startups where they're like, wow, the easy way to make money is for us to do nothing and also to not look at the consequences of our actions. So yes. you drop like 6,000 scooters in a city and you just let it sort of figure itself out. Or like... Uber is a great example of where they were completely fucking illegal in most of the cities they started operating in, and all they did was just, like, continually lobby the government while at the same time telling their riders, hey, if you get any fines, we'll just pay them. Yeah. So they're willing to lose all that money because they don't care about profitability because Uber has never been profitable. They just go in and completely fucking they don't operate according to any of the laws of society they can do whatever the hell they want and then it's up to the places where they have decided to deploy to deal with it so like uh i've got a few just these are all taken from different puff pieces but they're just sentences that are driving me fucking insane uh this is from that same afr story um transport and maiden roads minister mark bailey said the riders must use the helmets provided on the rideable or bring their own uh, Lime Scooters, I understand, has provided over 6,000 helmets, and some of them get a little mobile, and you can see them lying around, not attached to the scooters, he said. I would say I see more sc- helmets free-floating than I do see helmets attached to scooters. There's, like, one that is on the corner of a construction fence next door to us that has been sitting there for, I think, like, four months. So this shit's just everywhere. It's just, like, around the city. Yeah. They just lit it all over the so fucking place. Up. but. Of course, uh, they don't really care about that. So this is, and this is someone from the government speaking about it. Uh, there are issues when they're not always av- available, but I'm aware of people who use e-scooters and wear their own helmet. You shouldn't just rely on whether there's a helmet there at that particular time. You can prepare yourself properly. So instead of laying the blame with this thing where they don't have a solution for keeping helmets tied to the product they're selling that requires you to have a helmet, they're saying, hey... Just take a helmet with you at all times. Just carry Just clip one a helmet with you. to your belt. Just whip out my helmet out of my handbag. It's fucking nuts. And then, so, uh, because of all these safety concerns, the uh, Queensland Transport Department in April of 2019 launched a $40,000 safety campaign about uh, e-scooter safety that's specifically trying to solve a problem created by a private company that has come here and not had any safeguards in place. Like, it seems so nut to, nuts to me that they somehow shift this responsibility to us, the taxpayer. I fucking hate that. Shit, so uh, and I think it's it's important to note that like all of these, all these galaxy brain ideas and all this sort of fucking, the you know, the the lime scooters, Uber, all, all of these things are in place of making cities that are walkable or rideable, mm. uh, having public transport that works, uh, because. 
it turns out that all of the streets are way too long and the only way to traverse them now is using these e-scooters who have a lifespan of about six months before they're thrown into the river and their batteries just leach out all of their heavy metals into the ocean, right? Killing like, off our beautiful coelacanth population. And there's hardly 10,000 of them left now. <laughs> barely, the river is barely choked with those huge, terrible <laughs> coelacanths. But, but like, so, so this is, we've solved, well, we haven't solved a problem and then we've created a new problem trying to solve that problem where bikes already exist. Um, I would say the, the opposite kind of, uh, the thing you could compare this against, and I don't actually have any figures to know whether this is actually financially successful or not, but Brisbane has a bike share program and it rules. It's very good. It's you can use your go-card with it now. You use your go-card, you swipe it, you you take a bike, which is way, way, way safer than a scooter. Why would you choose a scooter, a scooter over a bike? Who's doing this? What's wrong with you? I mean, drunk people are doing this, and they're doing it because it is legitimately insanely funny to be shit-faced Riding and get a on a scooter and go 30 kilometers an hour. That's but definitely the only time I would to. do it, and that's very dangerous. It's the only time I've done it. <laughs> uh, so, like... Yeah, as Theo was saying, you know, you could just have actual walkable, rideable cities that encourage this sort of thing instead of allowing some fucking horrible private company that won't take responsibility for anything to swoop in and try and fix a problem, but doing it badly. Uh, so there's all sorts of justifications for why they say that these things are so important. This is from another big puff piece in the AFR from November 2019. Uh the Australian climate is hot and sticky, Lime's head of government and policy for the Asia-Pacific, Mitchell Price, says. If you're in a suit and try to move around, the last thing you want to do is go up a hill and sweat even more. But the car's not all that's being unbundled. Public transport is expensive, says Price, and governments can't be expected to continue to throw money at these things. Uh, later on in the story, he cites the, the rider cites the cost of the first trip that he did with one. Uh, it costs one dollar to unlock the vehicle and thirty-eight cents a minute to ride. My aforementioned one-kilometer jaunt down the Brisbane River path took me twelve minutes and sent me back five dollars ninety. All right, so this is about tackling the expenses of public transport, according to this fucking guy, right? Uh, for six dollars on a paper ticket, which most people here, if you live here, you'll have a go card. For six dollars, you can travel two zones. Uh, in a two-zone trip, you can go from the CBD out to Springwood or from the CBD out to Launton. Those are about both 20 kilometers, over 20 kilometers. Yeah. Uh, if you that's, can, if you're you on can a go catch a ferry from UQ all the way up to Balimba, which is a tremendous distance down the river, right? And a tremendous trip. It you're is absolutely beautiful. You're just making up words, in my opinion, but I'll, <laughs> just, I'll allow it. <laughs> It's just, it's insane to be like, it's very cost effective and be like, you traveled one kilometer and paid six bucks. Five bucks, it's yeah. crazy. You could buy like a uh, whole day ticket. Yeah, not to mention the fact that if you're on a concession, like I was when I was a, a student, um, that's half price. So I'd get from my house, which is what, 20Ks from the city? Yeah, about that. To, uh, to uni for about $2.05. Yeah, but imagine uh, mm -hmm. if you did it on a Lime scooter. Yes. And then I gave myself a concussion of the anus <laughs> when I fell off, <laughs> landed exactly into a uh, into a dump truck. Oh. Uh, there's another bit of the story that I really liked here. Just to see this number written down is incredible. 
at least 10,000 of Lime's helmets were stolen in Brisbane, leading the company to change the design to make them less appealing. Uh, they can be seen on cyclists' heads and tied to fencing at random throughout the city centre. A fun thing, fun part about the, the helmet problem as well, right? Um, so when, when I was in my last year of uni, someone actually proposed, so we did like a project semester, um, and someone actually proposed like linking the helmets to Bluetooth, like via Bluetooth to the to the scooter, and put together this whole thing. And the first question that was asked is like, "But hang on, isn't all of this more expensive than one helmet?" So effectively, <laughs> like the helmets are are so cheap that they have absolutely no recourse to making sure that they don't end up in the storm drain. the 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 solution to all of the helmets being stolen, 10,000 helmets being stolen, is to make 10,000 more. Uh, well, no, the solution is to make 10,000 uglier helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, put Which actually, ugly pictures on them. Just fucking draw a big dick on them or something. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit that, like, they are a relatively cool helmet. If I was going to choose, you know, the City Cycle helmets yeah. are awful. The lime scooter helmets just look like a like it's a skate style helmet, you know. Yeah, but now they all have this guy's dick stinks printed <laughs> on the back of them. So. Yeah, flashing LED lights, actually, it's insane. Just gay sex in big letters on there. <laughs> <laughs> I would steal so many of those. <laughs> I would love that helmet. Uh, so their their other big argument is that they're supposedly green, uh, but as Theo said, they have an incredibly short lifespan. Uh, this is from that same article. Uh, Lime's app even displays how much carbon dioxide is saved per ride in what you might call virtue self-signaling. I don't know about that. Uh, but as oversharing editor Griswold points out uh, regarding the juicing model, paying freelancers to drive around looking for scooters to charge is bad for the environment and also not the most efficient process for the business. Uh, researchers at North Carolina State University examined e-scooters' green credentials, including their manufacturer and brief lifespan. Although emissions were about half those of a standard car, the trip still produced more than an electric moped, electric bicycle, or a standard diesel bus with high ridership. And only a third of passengers surveyed actually replaced a car trip with a scooter trip. Almost half would have biked or walked. 11% would have caught a bus, and 7% wouldn't have made the trip otherwise. Overall, the researchers said there was a net increase in greenhouse gas emissions from e-scooter rides. However, if e-scooters had a lifespan of two years, they would be the cleanest powered option almost all the time, according to the NCSU modelling, as 95% of total emissions are comprised of manufacture and charging. Which is an important point, right? Like, the actual manufacture of, of aluminium products, and I'm assuming lime, lime scooters are, are made of aluminium, uh, aluminium is the single biggest load on the electricity grid uh, oh. in Australia. Hmm. I didn't know um, that. And it is almost entirely powered by brown coal. Um, so, like, to to say that these things are, you know, cost-effective or, or emissions-effective when all you're doing is measuring the trip emissions, right, which is, you know, you can power from a battery, which is, you know, potentially charged by solar panels or whatever the fuck, is completely outside of the point, which is, like, the entire end-to-end analysis of how much they use especially if it's going to end up again in the river after three months and then someone else has to go and fucking you know smelt more aluminium to replace these things it's ridiculous it's fucking stupid and it it almost seems like 
I don't know, maybe there's some sort of way where we could try and solve our transport problems, not by randomly letting companies run amok in cities, but by actually looking at these things and working at yeah, them on a high no, level. Just Ab- replace absolutely. everything with a startup. Just get a train <laughs> startup going on. There, there are legitimately green s- solutions to, to these things, but they, the problem is, is that they involve hard problems with hard solutions, right? Which is making your cities be walkable and bikeable and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in Europe, it's very, very common for people to purchase um, e-bikes now, which again, you know, you've got the same manufacturing problem, but they're expected to last you thousands and thousands of kilometers, right? So to get you to work instead of, you know, driving a car or what have you, because all of that infrastructure is between you and the place that you that you work. I will say that Brisbane is doing some good things in this regard. They've built a shitload of bike paths. Not enough, but, you know, it's it's good. But it's not helped. I would say that it is actively harmed by the introduction of shit like this, where we people all, can kind of just take the easy way out. Yeah. We should all just get Vespers. Let's make it a real Italian out here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, they make it legal to ride your Vespa without wearing a helmet. You're allowed to smoke while you're... Actually, that's probably... Exactly. Not a crime. But isn't there? Isn't there literally a pizza place called Vespa Pizza in South Brisbane? Oh uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty and sure the there deal, is. And the deal is that they deliver your pizza on a Vespa. God, I love that. Amazing. <laughs> so the the friends of mine that have the farm out of town, uh, <laughs> their dad got given an old Vespa that he's been using as like a getting from one side of the farm to the other vehicle. <laughs> where, so cute. And it's like a fucking classic Italian ass looking one as well. It's so God, good. I wish that was me. Uh, it's uh, apparently got enough power to get up the hill, which none of us would have thought. That's actually strangely impressive. Well, that'll probably do us for this week. Uh, your crime pass for this week is uh, steal a lime scooter, pick it up, put it in the back of your car, cut out whatever part of it is the decision-making part of the circuit, and then just connect the handlebar directly to the motor. It's yours now. Mm-hmm. I assume that's how it works. I mean, how hard could it really be to hack one of these scooters? Also, who's going to come and get you if you steal it? They got their yeah, own true. police in there or something? I don't think. it's Just take one home. Lime probably has like two employees in Australia and it's probably. their PR person <laughs> and then like a pretend CEO. Uh-huh. It's got to be way more expensive to actually go after these scooters than it is to just write them off, right? To just make another oh, one. Sure. Yeah. Just get another one. I, uh, Especially if all of the people that you send after the scooter keep getting caught in like jungle style <laughs> rope nets. <laughs> if you've got full cages. far cry on your house. <laughs> Give it a try. Uh, I remember I wrote about when that guy smashed his face uh, and was just trying to get a single goddamn word one way out of the Lime PR person in Australia. And it was fucking exhausting. Me just being like, okay, cool. Is this same model of scooter available in Australia? And they'd be like, we are so committed to safety. I'm like, all right. But if you could just say like, yes or no, that'd be awesome. We love safety so much. Mm. It's fucking awful. Uh, yeah, steal a scooter. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yep. And uh, we'll... S- oh, wait, no, this is a main. We have to promote the other stuff. You can get bonus episodes by supporting our Patreon. At the moment, they're free, but I think we decided we were going to finish that at the end of June. Uh, so if you've been enjoying that bonus content and you want more of it, 
you can support us on Patreon. If you don't want to, you don't have to. That is the, the beautiful part of the deal. Hmm. That's right. If you don't want to give us your money, then uh, give it to Act Blue, uh, Antar, or Sisters Inside instead, please, because they. Uh, I, I just spend it on... Um, actually, I don't spend the money. Because that's... You hate spending money. I can't, can't stand it. But you guys probably spend it on... I don't know. I spend it on rent and uh, food. Yeah, yeah. me yeah, too. That sort of stuff. Stock Mostly market. those. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want Ben to eat, uh, donate <laughs> to Act Blue. <laughs> 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 All right. We'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.